I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Down the block, Andrew John inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast round, what is it, week one or week two of trials has now wrapped up. Uh, week two, if you want to include the All-Stars and the Wynnum Broncos game week one, if not, all those games have been wrapped up and myself and Denon on Bloke in a Bar, we'll be going through each and every one of those games. They'll be dropping as the day goes on today, probably drop them over two podcasts. But last night, we saw the Newcastle Knights take on the Canterbury Bulldogs from Newcastle. Uh, that one obviously happened after myself and Denon had finished recording, so I'm going to give you a little review and... An interesting game. Uh, A lot to unpack here, uh, but at the same time, not a heap, if you know what I mean. So there's a lot to look at in this game, but I will be honest with you. I thought that both of these teams were very lucky that they were playing each other. Uh, A pretty poor quality game, to be honest with you. Uh, A little bit disappointed in a couple of guys. Impressed in a few others, but I don't know how much to read into it. So... Let me just say, first of all, uh, I've been very low on the Newcastle Knights. I've tipped them to be a bottom four side. Uh, Watching the role that Kurt Mann was playing last night, uh, it looked a lot more positive to me than what I anticipated. What I will say, though, is that I think the Knights were lucky they were playing Canterbury, and that's with all due respect because Canterbury... To be honest with you, they really didn't look that much better than what they looked like in parts of last year. Uh, On paper, they were heaps better. And I know that they're missing a lot of guys, including Burton, Josh Adokar. But for me, even when you add those guys in, I'm not sure if it solves the biggest issue this team has, which is... The halfback role, uh, I just they they seem to lack direction to me. They seem to lack a kicking game. Matty Burton will come in and he will help with last tackle options. But your short kicking game, which is so important in the NRL, I just feel like they're lacking options. As I've always said, Jake Avrillo is a great footballer. He's not a halfback. And once again, I think that was evident last night. There was a moment there, and Cooper Cronk mentioned it in commentary, where... There was a moment where Avarillo kicked to the right wing and he had to get it over the head of Dominic Young, who was out of position. There was space there to land it in uh, and he landed it right on his head instead of on the sideline. And Cooper Cronk sort of said, you know, that was an opportunity where he had to land it there. And, mate, if you're talking to a halfback, then yes, 100%. If Kyle Flanagan, you know, landed that kick on on, on, uh, the head of Dominic Young, I would say that's an absolute shocker. But because he's a halfback, that's the expectation. Jake Avarillo... He's not, and he keeps on showing us again and again 
that he probably isn't the guy for this role as much as he's a very, very good footballer. I just, I don't really understand where we're going with this. And, you know, Trent Barrett said in the interview after that, you know, Matt Burton's been brought here to solve those issues. He will sort out your long kicking game because he can kick a ball 15 metres longer than your average bear. Fullbacks will adjust to that. It's a short kicking game you've got to sort out. It's your last tackle options. And for me... I am still worried about that with Canterbury. Uh, you have a look at that game last night, and I thought Newcastle were a lot more impressive than what I anticipated, but I don't know how much to put that down to Newcastle being a different side of what I was expecting or them playing a Canterbury side that was really average. Let me just take you through this game and just explain to you what I saw. So the Newcastle Knights kick off. The Knights kick off in a season surrounded by mystery. They're without Mitchell Pearce. They've struggled without him in the future. They kick it straight to Jake Avrilo. He puts a shoe out to it, and he gives the ball straight back to the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, so straight Straight away, you get the best possible start. You kick off expecting to hold them in their own half, kick down, and then you enter into the game. All of a sudden, you get a free shot at them from 30 metres out when you're fresh and straight after a kickoff. So when Canterbury is spread all over the field, it is ideal for the Newcastle Knights, yeah? They click straight into gear. Kurt Mann looks sensational. He was unreal. He was obviously playing sort of a middle third sort of halfback role in the 13, very similar to what the Roosters do with Victor Radley. I really like the look of them on that shape. You'll see Adam Clune play down the left. You will see Jake Clifford play down the right, and you'll see Kurt Mann control the centre third. I thought they looked really good. I was very impressed by the direction the Newcastle Knights had without Mitchell Pearce. I will say that 100%. There's no denying that. Where they got their points from, though, look... Adam Clune, he forced a dropout in the first two minutes or so. That was fantastic. Then they got the ball off the dropout one set later. Uh, Jake Clifford runs over Paul Alamotti like he wasn't even there. Now, when we posted about Alamotti a few days ago, we did say be patient. First grade is fucking hard, yeah? And when you're playing against grown men for the very first time, it can be tough. It was harder for Alamotti than what I anticipated, to be honest with you. I thought he'd be better than what he was last night. But he had to learn some really hard lessons out of that game. Now, Alamotti, he concedes the first try. A very soft missed tackle to Jake Clifford. Uh, I wouldn't have even imagined a world where I thought Alamotti would miss that tackle. But this is the reality of trials and the reality of young boys playing against grown men for the very first time. Am I writing him off like a lot of people have in my DMs? Not a hope in hell. If you're writing off Alamotti off the back of that, you're kidding yourself. You don't understand rugby league. It's going to take him time. Be patient. But the Newcastle Knights, they score the first try. They kick off. They get the ball back. They force a dropout with that set. Then on fourth tackle, they run through the center who misses one of the worst tackles you'll ever see in the NRL. All of a sudden, the Newcastle Knights, it is a perfect start for them. Yeah, they are rolling. Perfect start. Canterbury's on the back foot. Um, We then had the Newcastle Knights kick over to the right wing. There's a bit of a fumble for it. Tavita Pango Jr., instead of diving on the ball, he, he gets a shoe to it and it goes out. So all of a sudden, the Newcastle Knights have another repeat set. All I'm saying is that Canterbury, they didn't start well and they gave so many opportunities to the Newcastle Knights. All of a sudden, we get the scrum there. We, we get to tackle two or whatever. David Clemmer takes a hit up and he throws an offload. And Jake Avrillo isn't even alive to the situation, isn't even awake in the moment. The second rower goes through. All of a sudden, it's 12-0 after 18 minutes and Canterbury has not had the ball. They literally haven't had the ball. All they've done is turn it over, kick it out, make mistakes. Alamotti also dropped one on his own one-meter line. I mean, it was just a nightmare for Canterbury. And that is a serious worry to me for the Canterbury Bulldogs. But I also wonder if it's luring the Newcastle Knights into a false sense of security. Because for me, they did look really good. They looked sensational, especially down that right edge. They were really terrorizing them. But the reality is, Ockhambor... 
that might have been the worst defensive effort by a winger I've seen. You know, in a in in, in a thirty minute space, he was just all over the place. Like. If I could have spoken to Canterbury before the game, knowing that Adam Clune's going to be the seven, it's like they haven't done any tape on this kid or they don't know who he is. I mean, the one thing about Adam Clune, and I said it last year when he made his debut, the one thing about Adam Clune is that his right-to-left cutout pass is unbelievable. You can go watch his New South Wales Cup highlights when he was playing for the Dragons a couple of years ago. He throws some of the best pills you've ever seen. And I warned you all last year, get on the left winger for the first try, get on the left winger for any time try scorer. And he sort of put it in the back pocket. He didn't really use it. But you know what shit me even more? The fact that Matt Dufty and Adam Clune are good mates. They grew up playing touch football together. They played at the Dragons together. Matt Dufty knows what this guy's about. How has he not tipped off his wingers? You need to hold your man. You cannot come shooting in because he will make you look silly. And they did it time and time again. On top of that, not even Adam Clune. You've got Kalen Ponga there. What is Kalen Ponga's pet play? Cut out to the winger. And here is Ockenbohr shooting in on every single play, making it easy for Newcastle. Ockenbohr was lucky he didn't have another three tries conceded down his edge. I mean, I just, I didn't understand what on earth he was doing. I don't understand how there wasn't a message sent down to him. Hold your man. The pet play of the half on that edge and the fullback on that edge is a cutout ball to the winger and they kept on going back to you. Just, I mean, there's that play where Adam Clune holds it under and he's sort of facing backwards. KP's a threat there, but I'm sorry, KP is not the responsibility of the winger. Why is Ockenball shooting in there? He just makes it easy for Adam Clune. I just, I, I can't, I can't fathom what on earth Ockenball was doing. And it does worry me that Newcastle have been lured into potentially a false sense of security because Canterbury were just so shit to start, it's not even funny. And then, unfortunately... We then get, uh, uh, you know, the, the 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 Newcastle Knights go out to the right. They look all set. Looks like they're going to score. The winger, Declan Casey, he comes in and puts an absolute bone cruncher on Kalen Pong, which was sensational. Paul Alamotti picks it up on his 20-meter line. He runs 80 meters. I had people messaging me going, oh, you're such an idiot. He's not even quick. Look, if you understand rugby league, and once again, if you've watched Adam Clune play, he's a pretty goddamn quick player. Yeah, he has been a touch football star. He has got a lot of toe. You heard, if, if you if you watch the whole game, you heard Matt Dufty talking when he came off the field saying that Adam Clune is very underrated how quick he is. And you watch the guys he runs past. I mean, if it wasn't for Adam Clune, Paul Alamotti scores that try. Heimel Hunt wasn't getting anywhere near him behind him. So don't write him off speed-wise. It's a ridiculous argument. But off that play the ball, they come right. They throw the ball to Dufty. Dufty throws a brilliant cutout ball. And why was he left on his own again? Ockenball, because the winger had come in. And this is my other worry with uh, the Newcastle Knights left winger, uh, Young. He is, he's always had this about him. I just, I, I honestly think that between Paul Alamotti being young, inexperienced, and struggling with the defense, and the right winger for the Canterbury Bulldogs, and the left winger for the Newcastle Knights, I mean, I don't think many teams are going to do this to you, and I worry how these two teams are going to score points. The Newcastle Knights, that was their full squad. They looked really good. Canterbury were really soft through the middle. I thought Clemmer and the Saifidi boys absolutely gave it to Canterbury's forward pack. Very weak through the middle there. They were just gaining meters left, right, and center. Uh, I, I was very, as considering they don't have a running nine, and they did didn't really make a heap of meters out of dummy half. Very concerning for me about the Canterbury Bulldogs middle. Uh, we heard, you know, I heard Matt, Matt Dufty in, in an interview say, oh, you know, we're down, you know, 12-0 or whatever, but that's, you know, we're, we're the dogs of war. We get back into it. Look, respectfully, you picked up off two Newcastle Knights knock-ons and ran the length of the field. Like, I wouldn't really say that's a, a gritty sort of footy team that holds in the contest. You're conceding 
I mean, you, you were very lucky not to be down 24 nil in the reality of the situation. The amount of times that you saw Young out on the left wing almost score because Ockenball was out of position. I mean, i got to tell you, I'm not overly impressed with what I saw from Canterbury. I'm actually a little bit worried about what I saw from Canterbury because I know that once they get these other guys back in, once they get Nade and Josh Adokar, Matt Burton, they will be more potent. But your issue is the halfback jersey. Your issue is the direction and the errors that you have in your game, which is my worry. And I mean, you can label it dogs of war all you want. You went up against the Newcastle Knights who have a decent forward pack. I don't think they're a top five forward pack. They were missing a couple of guys in that team like Barnett, Fitzgibbon was on the bench, et cetera, et cetera. You had Kurt Mann at 13 too. It's not like you had another big front row to deal with. They only had five, four, what, what, four, four forwards on the field at a time because Kurt Mann was playing 13. And they really did bully you through the middle. Mate, I'm very worried about both of these sides off that trial, and both of them played a reasonably strong team. I'm worried about Canterbury because of the errors they make and because they haven't sorted out the halfback jersey. And then I had I heard Trent Barrett after the game say that Matt Burton's going to solve that, and I'm sorry, I don't think he is that guy. He will solve your your, your long kicking game just because he can kick a further a ball further than most guys, but your short kicking game... Mate, it's got a lot to be sorted out. The one thing I saw from Canterbury that I thought was really good is that they've got a guy like Matt Dufty. They haven't had a guy like him in a while where in the red zone they can just give him the ball and he can create something out of nothing, yeah? And he has been doing that at the Dragons for a number of years. He's not Tedesco, Travojevic, Dylan Edwards, Gutho, these sort of top-tier Pappenhausen sort of guys, Latrell. He's the next tier down, but he is a guy that's got a bit of spark to him and a bit of X-factor, and that is what Canterbury have lacked for a little bit. He is a guy that he can scoop up a ball out of nowhere or you can find him off a half-break and he will go the length. We saw it last night. But it still worries me with Canterbury that those were the two tries they scored to get themselves back into the game. And Dufty Land labelled it as dogs of war. We're resilient. We hang in there. I just, I don't know. I, it just, uh, I just got a bad vibe out of last night. Newcastle, I worry that Canterbury was so bad that they made Newcastle look good. But their shape and their structures were a lot more impressive than what I anticipated. Adam Clune was very good. He controlled the left side. Kurt Mann controlled the middle. Jake Clifford controlled the right-hand side. And KP was just everywhere. Yeah, he, he was floating around everywhere. He's obviously been named the captain. I like that they've made Jaden Bray the co-captain. That makes sense to me. The one going with KP is your sole captain. I had a bit of an issue with that. KP and Brayley, once Brayley returns, I think that'll be really good for them. KP spoke after the game that he wants the responsibility on his shoulders. I did like the way that KP was taking control of their game last night, which was very good to see. I'm just worried about the Newcastle Knights when they don't start a game where they get the ball back off the kickoff, they get a force drop out, then a centre misses a really easy tackle, then the other winger comes chasing in for no apparent fucking reason, and David Clemmer is throwing short balls to, for, for second rowers to score untouched. You know what I mean? I just don't think... That is going to happen in most games that they play. Maybe it's the win that... Oh, sorry, not win. I know they had a draw. But for me, Newcastle were the better side. I'm not doubting that. I don't, I don't know if you could have any big arguments against that. Canterbury, they scored two tries off Newcastle errors, essentially, just because they had fast guys in the right spot at the right time. For me, at least Newcastle put their tries together and got through their sets. So Newcastle were the better team for me. I would have tipped Canterbury to win this game, no doubt about that. I'm not very high on Newcastle. But after watching that game, I'm higher than what I was. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. I think Dufty is a good guy for the Canterbury Bulldogs. He gives them a bit of spark. 
But Ockenbore has just got to sort his shit out out there. That just You cannot be doing that in first grade. If Adam Clune is going to pick you apart there along with KP, imagine what, 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 what some of these top teams are going to do. And I can forgive Alamotti. It was his first ever game against men. He's very young. He's very inexperienced. He's only ever played against boys that are his age. The vast majority of them are smaller than him. That is the reality of it. I would argue that a lot of the guys that he would have marked up against in SG Ball... I mean, they're nowhere near the size of a Dane Gagai. Realistically, they're probably around about the size of a Jake Clifford, the way that he runs and, and stuff. There would be guys a little bit bigger, but he was obviously a little bit rattled last night. He dropped a couple of balls. He missed a few bad tackles. He got bumped off by Tyson Brazell. That's going to happen in the early parts of your career, and it obviously rattled him. Ockenbore, on the other hand. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I would assume he's played 50 or 60 first-grade games by now. He was on the edge of Adam Clune, who has a brilliant right-to-left cutout ball. Why are we shooting in? Even if you take Adam Clune out, we've got Kalen Ponga, who has the best right-to-left cutout ball in the NRL with a big, big winger on that edge who's got a wide wingspan. Why on earth are we leaving him essentially unmarked? Why are we charging into no man's land for no apparent reason constantly? It made no sense to me whatsoever. I thought Kurt Mann was great. I thought Clemmer, that was his best game of football I've seen from him in a while. I thought he was very impressive. Daniel Saifedi, as always, he was very good through the middle, bending the line through a few offloads that weren't necessary, but he was very good. Um... Dominic Young, I thought he had really good patches. He, that's probably his best game I've seen him play. Defensively, there are still issues there that he needs to get sorted out. But that will come. He is a young footballer. He will be better for the run. He will improve week on week. Uh, for the Canterbury Bulldogs, I thought Dufty was pretty good. Obviously, I've said he's the spark that they need. Other guys that impressed me, I did think Jeremy Marshall Kings, considering they really didn't get on the front foot at any point. They really didn't complete that many sets. They didn't win the center third. I thought Jeremy Marshall King had some really good plays out of dummy half. I thought that when Josh Cook came on, he looked really good as well. He was directing traffic. They looked a little bit more organized once Josh Cook came on the field. But... I wouldn't say that's a poor reflection of Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, I just It was just sort of how the game played out. Wakem was decent, but he isn't going to compete for that spot. I thought it was strange that they didn't put Flano on to the very end. In fact, they put Beyondi Odo on the field before they put Kyle Flanagan. To me, it is bleedingly obvious that you need you need a halfback with a kicking game and a bit of direction. Say what you want about Flano. He has got that, and I think he would be a better fit for Matt Burton than what Jake Avarillo would be. We, myself and Dennett have been saying that for weeks. People push back on it. That's fine. It's become popular to not like Kyle Flanagan. But if you watched that game last night and came away thinking, yep, Avarillo is our guy, I'm sorry, you're kidding yourself. You are absolutely kidding yourself. He is a gun player. He should be in the team somewhere, but I don't think he's a halfback. And to me, Avarillo looks like he doesn't want to play halfback either. He'll make all the right noises. He'll play the position for the team, but my God, you can see him on last tackle. He just isn't comfortable. It is a big worry for me. I think they need to make a change there. Max King, he came off the bench of the Canterbury Bulldogs, a guy that I've always really liked. Now, 
I first saw Max King a couple of years ago when he was playing for the Gold Coast Titans. A real workhorse, really, really impressive sort of character. Went down to Melbourne. I thought, okay, this could be anything for Max King. Didn't last too long down there. Only lasted the two years. He's now arrived at Canterbury. For me personally, I thought he was the best forward on the field last night. He was sensational. He might not have made giant meters, but he was putting his hand up constantly and he was bending the line, which is what you need, which is what Canterbury need in this side. Uh, Tavita Pango Jr., I know a lot of people cut him a lot of slack because uh, he didn't have the guys around him, but I'm sorry, Tavita Pango Jr. has the skill set to be one of the best forwards in rugby league. I needed more out of him last night. I know he's very skillful, and this is exactly what Trent Barrett said too. I know he's very skillful, but he needs to realize that he's, you know, 110, 120 kilos, and he needs to be going forward. They can generate so much momentum off the back of a TPJ play the ball, but he needs to hold the ball. He needs to not pass it. He needs to get them on the back foot. I just... You know, there was a couple of Newcastle Knights defenders out there that, personally, I didn't think Tavita Pangai Jr. put enough pressure on them or made them work hard enough because he was always looking to offload or pass the ball. Sometimes he just needs to put it under the wing and accept that, yes, he's skillful, but he's also the biggest motherfucker on the field and he just needs to go forward and then Canterbury can play off the back of that. Look, this game, as I said at the start, and I stand by it, I think these two teams were very lucky that they played each other. I think the Newcastle Knights looked a lot better than what I anticipated, but I don't know how much of that to put down to the Newcastle Knights or that there was one or two poor defenders from the Canterbury Bulldogs that made their life a little bit easier. Alamotti, Avarillo, and the winger, Ockenball, they made some shocking reads and some shocking just tackling displays in that first 20 minutes that opened up the door for the Newcastle Knights to get on the front foot. It was in Newcastle as well. They had a lot of things go their way early, but their shape and their direction looked a lot better than what I thought it would at any point this season, let alone in their first trial. They still came up against a really decent forward pack for the Canterbury Bulldogs, and in my opinion, the Newcastle Knights won that by a country mile. The Knights were the better team last night. I have no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form. Canterbury got on the scoreboard in a couple of lucky manners. They didn't really get into the grind. They didn't win the middle, and whenever they were down on their own end, there was times where they defended well, but then there was just one brain explosion by one or two guys, and it just all went to shit. And when you do that in the NRL, it is going to be too costly. For me, I'm not going to rule the Newcastle Knights out of my bottom four prediction just yet. On paper and the way they looked with their shape, I probably should, but I want to see them compete against other teams other than a Canterbury side that went like an absolute bastard. Canterbury, I've never had them as a top eight team. I think after watching last night, you would still be a brave person to tip them to make the top eight. A lot of guys come back into this side, but for me, watching that display last night and how they went about their business, I am a little bit worried about Canterbury and how much or how far they're going to drag themselves off the bottom of the ladder. In saying all of that, it is just a trial, yeah? Granted, both of those teams ran out with reasonably close to full-strength sides, especially the Newcastle Knights. They scored, what, 16 points? They probably could have scored a little bit more, but how much of it comes down to the defense that the Canterbury Bulldogs put out? Because not many teams will do that. The more and more teams get used to Adam Clune, the more and more their right winger will be aware that he needs to hold his wing, same as you do when you got Kalen Ponger at fullback. Interesting trial. I think a little bit more to read into this one than other games because there was pretty much a full-strength side out there. But at the end of the day, is just a trial. More interested to see how these guys go next week. We know that Fox and Burton, they will play next week. So very, very keen to see how that one plays out. And I'm not sure who the Newcastle Knights play next week, but I'm keen to see how they go against a, a different defensive team. 
I think it'd be good to see Newcastle play a top eight side next week. I think that'd be very interesting. And I think it'd be good for Newcastle to get a real reality check of where they're at. Because I'm not sure if last night was the reality of their situation.